Folker, and I am the middle school principal at Calvary Bush Middle School in Randville. Uh, thank you for coming today to our presentation. Uh, Todd, introduce himself. Uh, I'm Todd Docker. I teach the 8th grade science, but I teach the 6th and 8th grade PE at Calvary Bush. Uh, anybody know what RCA is? Anybody uh, heard about RCA? I'm an RCA pastor, so yeah. Okay. I'm there with it. So uh, in Atlanta, there is a school called the Ron Clark Academy. take back with awesome things where we go, ah, this is a way we can incorporate it into what we do. It's a unique learning experience. Like, I was a little skeptical going in, but I took away some really, like, positive things from it. Uh, so we came back and implemented a few of those things which we're going to share kind of today, like what we took from there and how we kind of spun off from that. Yeah. So. And I would say the things that we're talking about today, um, essentially that we took right from them, Oh, our school-wide programs that we've done as an entire school, Ron Clark's, they do as a school-wide program. Um, but these are definitely things that could also just be done in a single classroom to help build school culture and soft skills as well. So two programs are our tribe program and our engage program. Um, I'll talk about our tribe program, and then Todd's going to talk a lot about our engage uh, program here as we go through along. Um, our tribe program is what we call essentially a house program. So if you think about like Harry Potter and their houses that they have, it's very similar to that actually. Um, but we call them tribes, uh, being named after the tribes of Israel for us. We'll get more into that here um, in a little bit. But what I wanted to do today is um, kind of give you our playbook that we used to, to set up our program so that you could go back to your school and start this right away if you wanted to. Um, it gets the ground, get it all rolling. So. Um, we're actually going to sort you guys into some tribes, and we were trying to figure out how to come up with some uh, tribe names for CEA, and we picked the three locations for uh, where we've been over the last uh, couple of years of CEA. So in this room today, we're going to have our South Bend tribe, our Grand Rapids tribe, and our Holland tribe, and you're actually going to be participating in some competitions today, like we do at our school, and we'll have the uh, winning tribe at the end of the prizes for our winning tribe today. So um, we're going to have some fun here too. Um, so I think what we'll do is we're going to actually uh, use a spinning wheel today to sort everyone. Now, Todd, how many people are in this room? Uh, nine. Nine. This is going to be perfect. We'll have three people in each tribe. So we'll have South Bend in here three times. We'll have Grand Rapids in here three times. And we'll have Holland in here three times. And I'm going to come around to you guys and let you spin the wheel so you know what tribe you're going to be a part of. And then when it comes time to competitions, you'll have to gather together to uh, compete. So we're starting here. Tell us your name, maybe where you're from. And then you can go ahead and spin the wheel here. And uh, see what tribe you get. I'm Alicia. I'm from Hudsonville originally, but also spent a big chunk of my life on the West Coast, in Visalia, California, and I'm currently a Dutton Christian as a teacher. Alright, so we're going to put that spin button in the middle. Oh, it has a nice sound. It's like, oh, yeah. Alright, you are going to get to be an R. Or Holly Tribe. Island Tribe, perfect. So we're going to take that one off the board. Go ahead. I'm David. I teach at Dolly Christian Dalton 
Captain. Cook there in the middle. Maybe this spinning wheel isn't so random. Mm -hmm. Doug, I'm going to teach you Ileana Christian. All right, Doug. Click on that spin button there. Oh, I think I have to click again. There we go. Much anticipation. Tell us who you are first. Okay, my name is Linnell, and I teach at Reformed Heritage Christian. It's in Kalamazoo, Michigan. All right, there we go. Oh, Let's see. It'll be GR That's Holland, Holland first. GR, I call that. It's our GR tribe. I mean, you had a 50 50 chance. I right? did, I did, yeah. I'm still going to get Oh, but it wasn't going to happen. All right, tell us your name, where you're from. I'm Amy, and I also teach at Reformed Heritage Christian in Kalamazoo. All right. Oh. There. Okay. okay. No. South Bend! South Bend tribe member! Alright. She got to tell Bender to get some new friends here. Yep. Tell us who you are. Um, Brooke on the bus and teach back very well. Alright. Brooke, you are going to be in. Stay together. 
is kind of one of our thinking. So like we try to come up with different events like that are all school events where we can play and engage with each other. Uh, kind of in a non, you know, non, non-threatening way. So one of the things we did at Christmas is we did we did a lip sync. So each uh, tribe was assigned a different like a Christmas song, and then you had to put together your own choreograph, your own spin on that song, and then lip sync it. And then we had a contest that was just judged. I don't remember how we judged it. It might have been like teachers. The students voted. All the students voted on which one was the best. Yeah. And then with Kahoot, we did a holiday Kahoot. Where the whole school plays and you might as well let's call you in this tribe. I don't remember what to do. So who is it in the So go ahead and get into the who can we can do one device per team and have your name be the name of the other And this quiz is going to be some Disney movie trivia, so we'll see how we do. Perfect. We're going to go ahead. <laughs> I did think the questions were a little hard. Yes. All right. How many tribes in? Put in what you name of your tribe.
being in middle school, it's pretty intimidating, right? Like, uh, like walking close to place, and it can be pretty intimidating. But have an eighth grader that like also knows your name, you know, and can see in the hall and say, hey, you know, hey, girl, how are you doing? That that has a real like richness to it. It has a real like uh, community building piece to it. But yeah, so we went and we looked at what were the cool different names for our tribes in different languages just kind of picked from there. Yeah. And once we come up with more. Um, I don't middle school, I know started um, a house program this year with their names. Um, they chose features out in Holland to be different from like house tribe and things like that. So um, yeah, you can pick names that are unique to your school. So how do we decide which students go to which of our tribes? Um, so what we do is um, we buy name Dan's from Amazon, and we have this big treasure chest that we gave the chest of choosing. And we put on like this big like event at the start of the year um, where we wheel out this big chest of choosing, and it's become a thing. Yeah, so the kids are like, "Woo, the chest is yeah. back!" and we amp it up, and um, students you know come up name by name, and they pull their bandana out of there, and we introduce this kid to the whole school. Um, what's really cool is after we pull out that color of that tribe, um, the kids from that tribe um, have some representatives who are there to like, meet them and greet them and take them back to their tribe and cheering them on. So again, like, especially for our sixth graders who are new, to feel like they're being celebrated from the get-go is a really cool thing. So, so yeah, due to COVID, we've had to modify that in the first year. Uh, we have a big high jump mat in our middle school gym that we can use, and we have stage. So we bought for 30 bucks these little strobe lights, which makes your whole gym look like you're at a rock concert, which is cool. And we, our, our janitor actually is a really good guitar player, so we had him just playing like guitar grips for the whole thing. And they would come up to the chest and choose and they'd pick a, they'd pick a bandana, and then they'd fall onto that mat. So they fell like off the stage onto that mat, and then the whole tribe would gather around the mat. Now that, you know, with, with COVID, we've had new change our ways, you know, modifying change, which yep. this year I thought was one of our, you know, I really liked this year. So we, moved, we moved it this year outside. Um, that was just a really cool new setting for it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't think we'll necessarily go back to the gym. Yeah. We used the red carpet this year. We had a chest choosing in a little area. And they could, you know, the whole tribe would come around the red carpet, they'd go down the red carpet, and then they joined the tribe all the day. One of the challenges we faced the first year was like we have eighth grade and seventh grade and sixth grade to put in these tribes. And so we actually did one day with eighth grade only, where we like sold them on the idea and have them um, sort of their tribes. So then we did the sixth and seventh grade ones. There was kids to celebrate them and what we're building and um, go there. Um, but then I mean, there's something just a like one one ceremony with our new sixth graders and many new students were coming to our school. So how do we set this up? There is some math that goes behind it, and there is some fixing behind the scenes, I'd say. Um, we, set, we have a separate set for girls and boys. It's, we want to make sure that every tribe has an equal number of girls and boys if possible. So let's say I have 30 boys, I'm going to do a five of each color bandana to end that chest and not just dump them all in. Um, for our seventh and eighth graders um, who are new, this can get kind of tricky because if the students leave your school, that starts to throw off the numbers of the, of the tribes and the differences. So I actually sit there and I say, okay, how many like new people does this tribe need? Um, and then I always throw in a couple extra so it feels like they have a choice, but it's not like they can be in any one of the six tribes. It's more fixed than that. Just, uh, 
Sometimes we have to manipulate the numbers to keep it like somewhat balanced. Yeah. Um, so we also, like I said, we assigned two teachers to have a try. Uh, this was our biggest mistake up front, was we tried having teach, like tribes rotate through teachers so that every teacher pair could have a chance to like, work with every tribe. And what happened there was there wasn't like any kind of consistent guidance from week to week, so it was really hard to help build community when there was constantly new adults all the time. So in the second year, we assigned two teachers to each tribe. Um, and that has gone really well ever since we stay. I think what's happened is that Escaneros is my tribe, so I've become like really defensive of Escaneros. Like, I want us to win, I want us to do well. Um, when kids join our tribe, like, you're a part of the family, and so um, having any teachers assigned to each group is really good. Um, how would you maybe do that? I would suggest either having teachers like your staff choose which tribe they want to be in before you but in kids and tribes, um, or you could actually have them like choose from the chest and call it a bandana or something, uh, just like we do with the kids. Uh, so what kinds of things do we do in our tribes? Well, competitions is one of them, as you've gotten to experience. Uh, minute to minute challenges work really well. Um, there's a ton of them online, and you can just find those and sign points from there. Like at, um, we said we do our Christmas song lip sync at Christmas, that's a lot of fun. Um, we've got a kickball tournament, um, Field and yard games are always popular. Um, this year we did a name contest, and so we gave the kids about a month to get some more of these names. And then we like literally gave them a quiz and said, fill in the names of each kid of where they're sitting, and we gave points to each other tribe, knew the most of their classmates' names. Um, and I was impressed by how well each tribe did, except for the years. Well, I tried to finish last. And I actually, like, you finished last, and I had a, an angry boy send me an email with a picture of the score from the school like announcement saying, we got to be better than this, Mr. Packer. You know, so, I mean, he, he could launch it. was like, I, I want to be better at this. So. Um, just Dance, the video game. You can find YouTube videos of Just Dance. We've done that before. I've tried as a good Just Dance video and perform it for the school. And we judge which tribe is the best. Um, we play like Hungry Hungry Hippo. Like, as humans, like, it's actually how that Yeah, so why so, Hungry Hungry Hippo, you just have scooters, and then you have five gallon buckets that we use, or you could use um, laundry baskets. Laundry baskets, yeah. and then you just chuck out a bunch of tennis balls, you roll out, you know, pull back in. Uh, we also have some, like, 250 piece puzzles at our, in our building, um, and that's really fun. You get one to each tribe, and you just do, like, 20 minutes to complete this puzzle, and it's really fun to see which groups try to, like, do one piece at a time and which groups are split parts out and work together and do that. Um, so yeah, competitions have been hard with COVID because um, we can't all just pile into the gym together. So we have to get creative with how we do competitions. Um, another thing we do uh, is kind of curriculum and lessons. Uh, we started with teachers writing lessons on other topics they wanted. Um, it didn't really go great, I would say. Um, we kind of ran out of ideas. Um, it, again, it was hard to maintain consistency. Um, during COVID, we did try to do more competitions in these lessons, and this year things are going really, really well because Todd talked about the essential 10, those 10 standards, so we've actually taken those and turned that into curriculum. Um, so you can just kind of see like what our schedule is like. We meet weekly, so we have like a sweet category, essential 10 lesson, continued, there's a game, the game week. We'll talk about respecting classmates, adults, and other people. So for me, like, 
as a teacher, Jason has been, he's been planning a lot of like, the different activity stuff. Um, you know, I'm assigned to come up and, and make lessons for one of the essential ten. So mine's not for May, but you know, one of my coworkers made those lessons, you know, to give during that time. Now I deliver them to my tribe, you know, and they share that with me. So we're kind of all collaborating to come up with how we want to teach uh, teach into our essential ten as well. Um, can't city public schools do something like this as well, you know, that they have every teacher write a lesson and jump them into a Google folder, and the teachers can take lessons from there um, and treat them if they Yeah. Where do you meet with your tribes yeah. and the teachers? Yep, yeah, right in the classroom. So, and that's too wide. You know, that's why you have to stick to 25. Okay. Yep, so that you can have a place to meet. Um, how does it fit into our schedule? We put it right into the school schedule. Um, and so initially, again, a lot of this is like trial experiments and what works, what doesn't work. We initially paired it with chapel. And what was consistently happening is chapel, we could go too long. And tribe time wasn't long enough for what we wanted to do. Or chapel go too short, and now we didn't have enough stuff to fill the time. So we said, that didn't work. So once we, um, last year with COVID, uh, we were like, how are we going to put this off this year? So we didn't put it in the schedule, we just did it at random times. Um, the kids kind of like that because it's like, oh, we're doing tribes this week or today. This year, we decided to start every single week with 25 minutes in tribes. You can see what our Monday morning looks like. Um, and that's going really, really well. And it's really nice having it on Monday morning because there's a time for us all to come together at the start of the week to just kind of focus on what things happen. Is that the time when you would do the lesson or the game? Yep, exactly. Just rotate through those things during that try time. You find that 25 minutes is sufficient? We do. I think yeah, sometimes it can actually be longer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But we'll see that. You know, we'll talk about that as a staff here okay. in the year. Uh, we also give away points too for behavior, positive behavior, following those essential 10. Um, so students can earn points individually for showing these positive behaviors. Um, just like you guys did, tribes can earn points as well. And we keep this on a program called Live School, and if you're interested in seeing that, I can show it to you afterwards. Um, it is a program you can pay for. And then throughout the year, we'll give away uh, rewards for tribes that are in the lead. We'll clear out the points periodically and start back at zero. Uh, but kid, you know, things like donuts, candy, um, we've done time off campus at a park. Um, at hot lunch, you know, there's basically long lines sometimes, so we get these passes. Dig to the front of the line. That's a this part is rich, I think, but we like I think we can do a better job mm -hmm. at that. One of the things we talked about is live school shows like a running scoreboard, but our kids don't see that. So we talked about like owning a TV in our entry wedding, because if you can see every day, there's points there, and then it changes, you can see how it's changing. That's you know, that's more in front of our hard part is it's not always in front of our middle school kids, and that's like, well, if I don't see it, it's not really worth it. And for teachers, too, like, it's not always on the top of the teacher's mind to give away points for college. So, working on that, too, as a staff, to do a better job with that. So, yeah, we think right now as our staff, this is like our weakest area right yeah. now to improve. Um, like, so I'll show you later on if you want to know. So, some lessons that we've learned by launching this. Um, as a school, you have to be flexible. Things are not going to work. Um, we need to learn from that and make adjustments. Uh, be mindful to keep using positive behavior reinforcements because that's what's going to do those culture changes. 
Um, so that's what we need to do a better job with. Um, and then you really need that leadership, that adult leadership in each tribe, especially at first, because it's not going to come from the kids. So you have to have adults on board with this as well. Anything else you would add to that? No, I think like each year this shifts to based on the just the demographics of your kids, you know, most students that you have. Um, you know, sometimes you have I last year we graduated some kids that were just really dynamic leaders, you know, um, so it's different this year. But everybody can learn those skills, those are learned skills, you know, and then we have other kids stepping up now. So Alright, moving on to competition. This is another one of our favorites. It's a marshmallow and toothpick tower. We are going to see who can build those, the largest tower in three minutes. That includes getting your supplies and we have to share. If the timer goes off, hands up. You cannot touch your tower. If it falls over, your team is disqualified. Um, so it must be freestanding. Ty, you got three minutes on the clock? Oh, well, yeah. We will keep you up, David, as we go. If I get these two picks open. Hey, we have Seconds. We'll see this tower is juicy here. 
I'm like, we really should practice this. I, I mean, we were in the hot tub at the gym. I asked people, hey, if you could do a full-ride scholarship at college, would you practice this stuff? Well, he said, yes, I would. My daughter was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, she, obviously, she didn't win that scholarship, right? Because she didn't take the time to practice. So that's hard for her. You know, in English, she didn't speak English when she came here. But I just looked and thought, these are skills my daughters needed, you know, when they moved from high school beyond. So we wanted to kind of come up with some way to teach them how to walk into a room, how to sit and have a conversation, how to make eye contact with people. So we as a group, uh, the people I were not, um, we started going, hey, is this worth it? You know, and we talked to some business people, and business people were, they gave us some thoughts on what kids they needed in order to survive in the business that they own. You know, uh, we, I, I talked to other people when I'm out about, hey, what kind of skills do you think um, what kids will need today? A lot of it is being communicated. You know, um, and then, you know, we did write different articles on it and thought, hey, this might be just fun to try. Um, so we came up with this process. We, uh, we made it a four-event process. Our first event, the entire school participated in. And what we did, we named it the cattle shoot, but we brought in some uh, business people and volunteers that we could get from outside of our school. And we put them at a table. And you know, we, we coached all of our kids during our tribe time on uh, these things here. We said, hey, what does it look like to have a quality handshake, to make eye contact with people, have good posture? You know, if you're going to sit and talk to somebody, like you have to talk with a certain like volume to your voice. You know, and you, you've seen how that, that's a taught skill. Uh, can, you, can you respond to questions? You don't necessarily have to know all the answers, but can you hold down like a quality conversation student uh, with an adult? And then uh, any comments that they might have in, in the contest, and then like if they had questions. So what they did is we held this in our, uh, our TLC, and we got, I think there was eight tables. And we had professionals sitting at that table, and they had a minute timer, and then they had new breaks. And our students would just walk up, they'd introduce themselves, we taught them how to make a walk up, how to introduce themselves with a handshake, and then they would sit down and they would talk for a minute and, and carry on a conversation. And then after that minute, those people would just score, hey, this is how that uh, student did. And then we had runners that would bring those so we could add those all up. And everybody in our school system went through that. And it's just kind of learning, hey, this is. This is how we value those things. Because I have it some days. You know, I'll walk down the hall and be like, morning, Lily. And Lily won't say anything back. And then it's like, morning, Susie. And Susie won't say anything back. But just to start thinking, hey, those, those skills are important, you know, to engage with people. And, and they caught on. I think they really did uh, catch on to that. So I'm going to skip the video part. But uh, there was a lady afterward. She worked in... Uh, she worked in an HR department. I didn't know her before she volunteered to be in this program. And afterwards, she came up to me and she said, you know what, there are probably seven kids here. I would hire her right now, like, uh, like for my company. They have better like, personal skills than some of the people that I'm, I'm employing. And that was like, that was rich to hear, you know? Like, it was rich to hear, hey, like, um, um, the, the, our students are getting it. So what we did from there is we narrowed it down to our top 40. And we said, okay, our top 40, based on your scores in that event, you're going to move on to our next round, which we call under pressure. And under pressure, um, for that event, what we did is we said, we want to get them off campus. And we think it'll be a richer experience if they're not here on our school grounds. So I sent out emails 
to all the local colleges and said, hey, like, we'd like to hold this event at your, at your college, you know, and I heard back from one, uh, and it was Hope College, and I actually knew somebody that was a prof there anyhow, so I contacted her, and then she said, oh, this is great, I'd love to help with that. But then I went to their actual, like, one of the recruiters, and I said, hey, you know, like, uh, we'd love to hold this event at your college, because it's a win for you. You know, I'm going to bring 40 kids, 40 potential, you know, students someday. If you get one of those kids, it's worth it. And she was all on board. She said, we'll give you meal passes. We'll let you use, like, this space. Um, and she had, a little, like, like, a little gift that the kids could have. And I think for, the, for our students, that really ramped up the value of what we were doing. Because all of a sudden, it's like, wow, this is really important. Um, so at that... It was March 11, 2019. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Use that in context. Yeah. We actually talked, like, we were... Conrad was with, with me on the bus, and we were talking about... You know, COVID at the time, he's like, oh, we're going to have to go online. Like, There's no way we're going online. And then we were eating lunch at Hope, and we heard that Hope was going online. I'm like, no way! Next day, it was uh, the next day. But we came up with four events that we did there. So we split the kids into groups of ten. And... We did on the spot, we did spy games, we did uh, cosmic calm, we called it, and then sharp as attack. So, uh, on the spot, what they did, I ran that one, I brought in a green screen, and then I just had an iPad. And I gave them a card, and it had a scenario on it, and it said, you know, right now, you got to think of, you're going to perform a weather report. Go, and we filmed it. You know, or they come in. Um, and I have some examples, but we'll do the time now to skip those two. But anyhow, uh, what was that? Yeah, they yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, probably, you know, and they had to sit and they had to think, and they just had to, you know, and I put some backgrounds to it. And for me, and be able to think on your feet was what we wanted to get out of that one. Um, and then uh, we had them try to write a professional email. And with some different scenarios, they were assigned a different scenario. And then our, uh, like Sarah is a language arts teacher, so she worked in that group. And they, I don't know if they emailed them to her, I don't remember how she got them all, but uh, we have all these different things where in a profession you would have to, you know, address those. And could our students write a professional email? And we let them know in advance, you know, those 40, we gave them some prep stuff and kind of what would, what would be entailed on that day. Uh, we put them in a room, we split them into two teams, we had to play code games. If you ever played code games, it's, a, it's kind of a word game. And then we had people watching that, and we actually had some whole students volunteer. Um, so they watched how they played, how they interacted with people. You know, um, leadership isn't always the person who talks the most. You know, so they tried to identify that too. Hey, who really in this group shows those kind of uh, quality uh, leadership skills? So in each of these rooms, they were getting different rubrics scored on them. And then Jason uh, was in Sharpest Attack. What that one did, they kind of sat in a group and they discussed current events. And I think you would flip over a different topic, you'd read the topic, give them all a chance to talk. If they wanted to talk, they didn't have to talk. Um, and then they kind of got scored on that. So that was event, uh, event two. And due to COVID, uh, we had to kind of modify our plans. So what we ended up doing is we had a, we picked out of there, I think it was the top 12, if I remember right. And we had our top 12, um, by, by May, produce a video of themselves just saying, hey, uh, while you've been in quarantine, what are the ways you've seen God's name working? 
And uh, had you not had COVID, what would you? That's what I'm going to get yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, uh, so what we wanted to do, our dream is uh, we wanted to do what we call business class. And we wanted to take our top 10 on a business lunch in. And we were going to ask like, some professionals that we knew. Um, I, had, I had met Kirk Cousins like personal manager, so I was going to reach out to him and see if in the spring he was free and he wanted to do this, he could show up. And we were just going to have a meal, like a sit-down business lunch. Those 10 kids and maybe four or five professionals. And the professionals would just be watching, hey, how well do these kids you know, interact in this, uh, in this kind of like business lunch setting. And we were going to try to prep those 10 on, you know, like what, what would it look like manners-wise, what would it look like conversation-wise to do all of that. Um, so that would have been like our, our narrowing down to our top 10. Our final three are head of schools at the time. You're retired now, but he said you can actually buy spots on the news. Like, I guess you can pay, and we'll do like a small little news story. So we wanted to take our top three and have them like interviewed on the news, and then we would score them based on um, you know seeing them, you know how they performed on the news. We didn't get to do those if we do the contest again. I think those are the things we'll shoot for. We did raise a cash prize. I think our winner got like five hundred bucks. Our second place got three hundred bucks, and we just we decided to do cash for it. We thought that made it. Like, uh, and we had donors that were willing to donate to that. They thought it was important, and they, they bought into the program. You worry about kids being ostracized, ones that don't don't make the cut. They like they were. It was it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, I think everything else was held off campus. Yeah. You know. Um, oh, they, but Johnny gets it off campus, and I know. Yeah, yeah. Because because you know, they stack the rules against them or whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to think of Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get a free VIP. Yeah, you can't any of that. Some kids you could like, some kids did not want to go out. No, that's what I'm saying. They just kind of go from the get-go, but we didn't much of that either. Our kids did really well. I guess for, for me, for the next time, that will give you a chance, unless you're an eighth grader, I guess, that will give you a chance to go, hey, next year, what can you do now? You know, because you're going to go through life, and you're not going to get scholarships. You know, and you're going to go to job interviews, and you're not going to get a job. Yeah. What about the students?
Q&A or present a speech. I'm not sure, not sure what it involved fully, but um, I just remember watching from the high school side and what was kind of like this, and that is really cool and everybody's fascinating. Our winner was not super awesome. Not at all. She was no. very thoughtful. Hey. She had a very, uh, she could speak very well from her part. You know, and sometimes it, the loud kids get a lot of attention, but they're not necessarily Yes. Right? Yeah. And something else that we need to is we made sure that as teachers and staff, like besides Sarah doing the emails, like, we were hardly ever the judges. We love the business people who were judges. And so then it didn't pick any of us for what we were doing. Okay, great. So, yeah. so. I think it's an important skill though, because I just keep going back in my mind to this article I read before a few years ago that said that 8% of all, you know, when you're social media, you're just communicating like this on screen, not used to communicating eyeball to eyeball, face to face, and room like that. So, 80% of all millennial job applicants bring their parents to an interview with them. What? 80%. And, and it's for the point now where Fortune 500 companies are encouraging this practice because the parents are the translators, it's some tech job they want or whatever, and the parents are the translators. They can't, they can't look you in the eyes, because they they're all used to this. And they can't look in the eyes, they can't shake the hand, they can't, and so they they are able to translate for the, the kid. As, you're not an 18, 20, 25 year old, 28, 25, but, but millennial kid, and, and they have the parents translate. But there are some Portugal companies that are actually encouraging this practice because it is so common. So the idea, you know, it's all perceptive. You go to a native American, you don't want to prefer a handshake, look at that. Yeah. Right? But culturally, something that you realize, these are important skills that, that the, you know, the, the, the connectedness of the phone makes us more disconnected in terms of, of kind of when you put your phone down and engage with a lot of person, especially job interviews, scholarship interviews, things like that. So these are skills that, you know, for my generation, my generation seems like it's common sense, but it's so lost. Um, from the, 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 the I generation that they need to buy it somewhere. So in that regard, I think this idea, this engaged concept is, is key. I mean, I don't know how much time school can give to devoting that you know, yeah, we'll in lieu of the class time. Right. But our, our, our class is pretty jam-packed again. But I, I think the concept behind it is, is normal. Do you work on the soft skills in your... There, so, like, that's our next step in this, right? So, like, our, this program, we don't really know what to do with it because so much of the business world is still at home, you know? And so... Um, we did, but we, what we did with our tribe time beforehand is we mm -hmm. coached them on, hey, like, for the cattle shoot, these are the things. That's where we would These are the skills you're going to need. I we practice them, so we wrote different lessons yeah. that just looked at what does it look like, you know, yeah. um, you know. Then we've also talked about how can we take these skills and we put them in the classroom and yeah. Like, do you have a teacher at the door shaking hands as kids are coming in practicing that skill? So. To use people's names even, uh, you know, to, like for our students to use each other's names when they talk to each other. Like, when we have discussions in science, I try to have them use somebody else's name, So then it ends up translating into the classes you teach yeah. today. Yeah. That's where we're going to practice yeah. it. It's not just focused on the morning. You've seen that comic about, about uh, you know, if, we, if we talk to our wife, if we talk to God. And so, if you, you know, my wife's name is Susan, so we'll be like, hello, Susan. And you need to go to the store today, Susan, to get the bread, Susan. I'm appreciative of you, Susan. I want to thank you, Susan. I love you, Susan. Like, you know, we say God and God and everyone in our prayer. Like, yeah. All right, last one. Well, we have time. 
Thank you. 